0: Hello. Before we begin this broadcast, I wanted to start off by apologizing for the poor sound quality of this episode. I did not have access to my normal microphone, so it is um, the quality is poor, but please just ignore that and know that I'm working on it. But enjoy this podcast. Thank you so much. And welcome to Exploring the Divine Feminine. I'm your host, Ramona Sidaway, and this is episode number seven. We discuss all things related to the feminine divine, mostly within the context of the restored church of Jesus Christ. So let's dive in. Today's podcast will be talking about why do men and women really need to be equal partners. And It's a fair question. One or more of the pair may be thinking, why stir the pot? It's working fine as it is. I'm happy. He's happy. She's happy. As long as the work is getting done, does it really matter who decides what? Last week, we discussed female archetypes in the scriptures. And even though we know that when the majority of the scriptures were written, including the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the general Middle Eastern culture that Lehi and his family were probably emerged in when they left Jerusalem, meaning that they were in a culture, a very patriarchal structured culture where the fathers ruled, where men ruled. Um, Even though these men were part of that culture, we can still trust that the Spirit and the Lord will have gotten through to his prophets and gotten to them more messages than they realized they were recording. meaning we can trust the prophets that despite their weaknesses and the weakness of the culture that they're in that the Lord will get the correct message through his prophets despite those mistakes, but despite the very unsophisticated, very, very backwards culture. And I and I say that in a sense of that we all live in backward cultures. Um, there's always so much more we can be working on in in the societies that we live in. So, today I wanted to talk about another female archetype, and that is Sariah of the Sariah and Lehi fame, Nephi's parents in the Book of Mormon. Remember, we talked about how, since there are so few women in the scriptures, that when a woman is mentioned, we should pay attention. To which archetype that the author, the editor, and the Lord and the Spirit is trying to convey to us. What is it they want us to know um, about this particular archetype? So, the very first time Lehi mentions his mother, Soraya, was in the first paragraph of the first chapter of his book. And he said, and it's in the very first sentence, he said, I, Nephi, having been born of goodly parents. Now, parents, that means plural, both his mother and his father. He could have very easily just said, i learned a lot, I've been born of a good father, because he was the successor to his father. He was the next prophet. But he mentions both of his parents. The next time that we really see a lot of Sariah is when her husband has commanded his sons to return to Jerusalem, where they've just, they've left, return back to get the brass plates, to get the records. We need to remember from whence Sariah and Lehi originated. Let's start there. They were extremely wealthy, probably had servants, fine clothing, jewelry, and not to mention the golden riches that the brothers later discussed when they were talking about perhaps trading in their golden riches to get to to buy the plates. In this culture of patriarchs and men ruling, uh, children were the main focus of life for women in ancient Israel, and it would have been no different for Sariah. We don't have any evidence of her murmuring anytime before that until it seemed she had to be confronted with the last straw from her husband and that of sending all of her sons back into danger. For a faithful Israelite woman, sons were considered the greatest source of joy, comfort, and love. I mean, the women loved all of their children, but sons in that culture were very highly regarded. They could defend the family, provide for the family. They were able to continue on the family name. Remember, this is their culture, that that's where the family name was continued on. And there was also a great tenderness and love between sons and mothers of that day. And we see evidence of it today in many Bedouin cultures. The mother was very, was regarded very highly in that Middle Eastern society. And this type of relationship between mothers and sons may, in part, explain why Soraya is mentioned more than Nephi's wife, at least in terms of her name. It's because the matron is very, very highly regarded along with the patriarch. So the matriarch and the patriarch are considered very. Um they were, they were reverenced um, quite a bit. Now, Soraya had already been tested. She had to leave her home, her life of ease, her friends, her kinfolk, her place in society, and everything else that she had grown up with and lived with her entire life. But the idea of losing all four sons seemed to be, as I said, the last straw. And this is where we first hear. And the only time we hear or read of her murmuring, and I mean, we we can understand that, right? We we can get that. Um, when it comes down to it, it's our families that we really treasure the most. We may get distracted at times, but when um, when it comes down to what really matters, we want our family. We want our family with us and especially our children. We can rightfully ask, well, why was this inspired to be kept in the record? Why record about the worry of the mother and her getting upset with her husband, the prophet? We've read and heard of many explanations that have been given for this. We've heard about it in Sunday school, read about it in commentaries, and like with most scriptures, there's more than one lesson. To be gleaned from these narratives. There was a 2000 article by Camille Franck, and she wrote this this beautiful passage. She said, To establish Lehi and his family in a new land where they would inspire and instruct later generations to come unto Christ, God needed more than a father and a son as successor, to possess a testimony tried in the fire of affliction. God also needed a matriarch, whether by her own trials of faith and armed with her own unwavering witness to stand steadfast with her prophet husband, close quote. I absolutely love that. That tells us how important women were and how it's a celestial law it's a celestial a celestial culture it's the plan a celestial plan that the matriarch the wife the mother stand side by side as equals she had to have the strong testimony god needed that when her sons did not return within a reasonable time frame, she Sariah was understandably afraid for their safety. I mean, it wasn't just the danger they were going to face in Jerusalem, but the danger along the way and along the way back. It was also evidence that though her faith was strong enough for her to leave everything behind, you know, her family, her her house and follow her husband into the wilderness, it was not yet strong enough to entrust her sons unto her husband or the Lord. Now, sister Frank continues quote, the content of first Nephi five is therefore especially significant because it shows how crucial a mother's preparation is to the Lord. God desired not only that the family possess the breastplates, for the journey but also that both the mother and the father have unshakable faith before they continued close quote we see during this experience lehi comforting his wife and if we know anything about husband-wife relationships that he must have comforted her several times but however strong their relationship was or how sincere Lehi was in bringing relief to his wife's feelings, it wasn't enough. It wasn't quite enough. Soraya needed to have enough faith of her own to rely upon and her own confirmation about the journey that both she and Lehi were embarking upon as leaders of their family. So just imagine... As a mother, and I know I would be, have been this way, and I've had these times, as a mother, she must have prayed more during those weeks, waiting for her son's return than at any time in her life. Probably for the first time, what she truly cherished and loved most in the world was now on the altar. This was the time she had to decide if she had enough faith to either have them return or to have enough faith to let them go, depending on what the Lord commanded. Because her her faith at that time, yes, she was praying to have them return. But as we all know, when we go through these type of trials, we want to establish enough faith in the Lord and in ourselves to be able to be at peace with what the Lord decides. And that's with have enough peace. If the Lord tells us no. Um, so her prayers would also be for confirmation that this journey really was initiated by the Lord for that would be the only way for her to be sustained during the rest of the journey, whether it included her sons or not. When our sons did return and she was reunited with them, this is where we see the change in her. And I think this is a big part of why Nephi and the Lord wanted this archetype, wanted this narrative in the scriptures for us to read. She bears a powerful witness to her family, much deeper and stronger than what she had previously possessed. No matter how difficult the journey had been up to that point, no matter how much her faith had been tested or stressed or what she had gained, that was where we finally see the power of her testimony and how it deepened, and this is what she says in First Nephi, chapter five, verse eight. "Quote: Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath commanded my husband to flee into the wilderness. Yea, I also know of a surety that the Lord hath protected my sons, and delivered them out of the hands of Laban, and given power whereby they could accomplish the thing which the Lord hath." Commanded them, close quote. If you notice, the first thing she says is now her testimony has been strengthened and deepened that she has full confidence in her husband and in the Lord, that they are on this journey of the Lord. Now we get into the nitty gritty of why there is a need for partnership. Up to that point, Soraya was willing to go along to get along. She followed her husband as a good wife, leaving everything behind but her family and a f- probably a few mementos and into an unknown life. But it wasn't enough. Lehi's faith and visions weren't enough to sustain her. She needed to know for herself. And God gave her the opportunity and the means to find that out and to discover what God already knew Soraya needed to find out that Soraya was strong enough and equal to her husband she was a matriarch and as a matriarch she needed to have her own testimony her own faith it wasn't enough this is not the same as us following um just following a prophet into the wilderness if it is our husband we are that matriarch and i would dare say we are a prophetess not in the same way as as he was he was he you know god gave him the command him the visions but she needed to have her faith confirmed it had to be equal to her husband Sarai's new spiritual strength and stronger testimony testimony would be there to bless Lehi in the future when he would have his own moments of doubt and fear. She would now be able to step in the role of comforter and lift him up by bearing her testimony because we see that later on he has moments where he murmurs and he doubts and he's hungry and he's worried and he's tired and he's got a lot on his shoulders and you need a couple you need two people so that one when one freaks out the other one can step in and say it's going to be okay because i know i have that same faith that what we're doing is is sustained by God. Another cool insight into 1 Nephi chapter 5 is that both Sariah and Lehi offered a sacrifice unto the Lord as a couple and as partners, Quote: and it came to pass that they did rejoice exceedingly and offer sacrifice and burnt offerings unto the Lord. And they gave thanks unto the God of Israel, Close quote. This is in verse nine. Nephi wrote that as an observer, not as a participant. If he was a participant, he would have said, and it came to pass that we offered the sacrifice. No, who are they who offered the sacrifice? His mother and his father, Lehi and Sariah equal partners presiding over their family. They performed a very sacred act of worship, both of them recommitting to the Lord, as well as expressing gratitude for their blessings, for the safe return of their sons. Partnership allows for the couple to be stronger together than they could ever be separate, even if they are in agreement to having one more equal quote-unquote than the other it may feel easier in the short run but it's not the celestial way partnership is essential and we are shown that in the scriptures we see those archetypes we see the importance of faithful women as equal partners with their husbands with the prophet We need to have that strength. Sisters, it is our time. We need to stand up. We need to be accountable. We need to share our voices, share our strength. We don't have to be snarky about it. Um, For me, that's just a gift sometimes. But we have power. We are given power and God created us to be powerful creatures and so we need to hold on to that thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate all of my listeners so remember sisters and brothers it's our time we are finally emerging from the wilderness to a better understanding of our divine purpose mission and destiny so thank you for joining me until next time